0: This episode is brought to you by Values Driven Group. Are you a weight-inclusive clinician with a full caseload and referrals continue to fly in? I'm sure you have other excellent clinicians in your community you could send them to. Or you could start a wait list. Or what if you hired another clinician who strengths clinical work, supporting them in their zone of genius? The clients would stay at your trusted practice and under your specialized care, just in a different way. Hannah here from Values Driven Group. I'm a group practice business coach and insurance consultant who works with clinicians one-on-one to help them start, build, and grow weight-inclusive group practices. Are you ready to start growing your team before the end of the year? I have one spot left for Q4 for a solo clinician who's ready to hire their first employee and step into leadership. Head on over to www.valuesdrivinggroup.com to learn more about working with me and to sign up for a coaching package. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators Podcast. My name is Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians, to building a cohesive brand, to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, we get deep down in it talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we are on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. What is up, weight-inclusive innovator fam? We are back and recording from Costa Rica. Puup. Pura vida. Today we are going to be chatting about adications, aka what we're doing, aka the term that we coined to call our vacations when we zoom out from our businesses and focus on the admin and the high level parts of our business. But before we dive into today's episode, I have a question for Morgan that she doesn't know the answer to or she doesn't know what the question is. I'm ready. Hola Morgan. Hola, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien. Bien. <laughs> yeah, we're working on our Spanish and Hannah, this is a a vast improvement since Mexico City in June. Yes, and this actually ties into the question I have for you today. So, I have been talking to business coaching clients a lot about beginner's mindset, starting new projects. A lot of people are afraid to be bad at something when they're new. <laughs> yes. And so my question for you today is what are one or two beginner's mindsets you've been in recently and around what and how are you doing with it? I mean, how how recent is recent? Only you can decide that. <laughs> well, I feel like you're going to talk about Spanish, but I feel like that's one for me too. And I, and I don't know if you've been able to tell a difference, but I feel way more confident here than I did even a few months ago in Mexico City. Yeah, Morgan speaks the Spanish of a sixth grader, maybe even graduated to seventh grade at this point. I can officially officially update my resume because currently it says elementary proficiency. And I think we can go to middle school proficiency. Not that I would ever need a resume ever again in my life. But here we are. (laughs) Hey, you actually need it for CEUs. Oh, that's true. That's probably not one thing they really care about though. Nah, they're not looking at that. (laughs) I'm like, what language does this person speak besides English? Ooh, okay. Beginner's mindset. Beginner's mindset. What have you done recently that has been new? You're really putting me on the spot here. The other part of this could be, are there things that you haven't done because you are as a human embracing the beginner's mindset is hard. And so it's easier to not do it. Yeah, I feel like those questions, don't get me wrong, I definitely like am in the beginner's mindset sometimes, but I feel like every time I'm in that, it's more of just like a, ooh, this is a new, cool, fun thing. Like let me just kind of make this a adventure out of it mm. and just kind of like go from there. So even though I might have beginner's mindsets, I feel like I still approach it with a lot of enthusiasm. Mm. Probably the most, the thing that's coming to mind for me now is I signed up for tennis lessons. I've like piddle paddled around with tennis before. I don't know. It's new. because I am not great at tennis. So I'm definitely like open and wanting to learn new skills. And I signed up with Hannah, a friend, so that makes it more fun. Love it. <laughs> no, no, I feel like I, it's like I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. I feel like there's, I feel like there's something. <laughs> Let's circle back. What about you? So I have some personal life stuff, and then I have some business. You stuff. came ready for this I'm question. i answer. Well, okay. the questions that Morgan and I like to ask each other, we often want to answer ourselves. Yeah. So. But we also want to hear the others, the other persons. So for me, my personal life, named one earlier, Spanish, Mm -hmm. very much approaching it with like an enthusiastic beginner's mindset. I think the beginner's mindset can be enthusiastic. Yeah, It doesn't have to be just fear-based. It's been very fun to feel a little bit more confident here, speaking Spanish. Very, very minimal. I think I'm three years old in Spanish now, like literally the Spanish for three-year-old. But I'm feeling like I'm recognizing more words on signs and I am, you know, we're trying to translate that book about salmon that we randomly found. You're sending me random text in Spanish? Yes, I'm trying. They're not quite coming across the way I want them to, but we get the main, the main gist of it. And that's all I could ask for. So I, it's beginner's mindset for me because I'm really accepting of, I am where I am with it. And as I continue to practice, I know it'll get better and easier and I'll be able to communicate. And it feels really important to me because as we go on these vacations and different trips around the world, it feels kind of isolating at time to not speak the local language. And yep. so I want to be able to communicate and connect because connection's one of my number one values um, with local people. And so that's why this is so important to me. It's not a check off like, I want to learn Spanish because I want to add it to my resume, which Again, resumes, but whatever. It's, I want to connect, and that's what's in alignment with my values about it. So I'm excited being in the beginner's mindset. I'm really curious what it would be like if we did an admoncation where neither of us knew anything about the language. I feel like that would be really challenging. Ooh, where would we go? Well, we could go visit our new friend Celine in Belgium, Belgium where they speak French and, and Dutch. Dutch. hmm But a lot of them speak English too. That's true. Yes. That's, I mean, but like even here, a lot of people speak English and we still try to use the native language. It's true. It's true. So the other thing that I am in the beginner's mindset with in my personal life is skating. So if you follow me on Instagram, I'm taking a little hiatus from skating, obviously, because I'm in Costa Rica, although I did consider packing my skates. They just didn't fit because all I brought was like a carry on and the backpack. Which is so impressive, especially because we're flying Southwest where you could have done a free checked bag, but you probably wouldn't have wanted to skate on the roads here anyway. True. And I, well, I only have my carry-on suitcase now, so that's another barrier. What happened to your suitcase? (laughs) I didn't like it, so I donated it. Oh, there you go. And it was the perfect vehicle to put other things in that needed to be donated. Oh, so there you go. And I like the idea of only traveling with what I have on my back mm-hmm. kind of goes back into the minimalism thing. Yep. And so that's part of it too, but I did check my carry on because I didn't want to carry it. So it still went through the baggage plane, but it could have not, if I didn't want it to. So anyway, skating beginner's mindset. Um, I had skated for seven days in a row before no, six days in a row, something like that before we left for our trip. And it's been really fun and humbling. That's what I like about the beginner's mindset too, because I literally barely skate. And so I'm excited to learn how to do dancing things and like tricks and go to a skate park. I need to get some knee pads and a helmet. But I am excited to be on the beginning of that journey. It's really exciting. Yeah. I, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier. When were we talking about this? Oh, I think on the plane, right? To Costa Rica. How there are so many days where I wish that I had an unlimited amount of risk. Because I, and I feel like that kind of goes into like the beginner's mindset too, because I feel like I take so many risks in my day-to-day life of just being an entrepreneur that it leaves very little, very few risks left for me to expend on other things. And I, and I think that ebbs and flows, like there's definitely times where the business is more stable. And so I feel better about taking more risks. This is usually also a time where I tend to go on more dates. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that feels like the beginner's mindset to me sometimes, you know, oh my God, going yeah. in and dating. But right now in my business, there's so many, there's so much growth happening in all of them that like, that feels risky enough that like, I don't need to have any beginner's mindset shifts in my personal life. They're all taken up in my business. Honestly, that is my business beginner's mindset is I was thinking through the concept of leveling up, like every time you're doing a new offering or anytime you're expanding or growing or scaling, you're put back in the beginner's mindset. Like I'm feeling that with my business consulting right now, because I feel so good in the one on one. I love it. I only have so many spots for that though. So I'm trying to think about next steps. And with that, it's putting me back in the beginner's mindset, which is making me avoidant. Mm -hmm. Um, I know there's things that people in our community need, and I don't want to deal with it right now. And so I'm being curious about that, but I'm totally in the beginner's mindset there. Yeah. I feel like that's just kind of perpetual because you and I, as people who just like love new ideas are constantly thinking about it. And I tend to like jump, and I think you're the same way, tend to jump to these new ideas before what we're working on is like solidified. And so it feels like I feel like I've been in the beginner's mindset with that kind of stuff like forever because I feel like I'm always putting out new offerings and new ways that people can work with me and like switching things up and so it always feels really new and it always feels a little bit scary. Yeah, I feel like beginner's mindset is vulnerable because there's the pieces of being rejected or um having to learn something new and are you already at capacity and like there's so many pieces. So I've just had beginner's mindset on my mind a lot so i wanted to check in where your brain was at with it i appreciate that we should definitely make this a recurring check-in like maybe one supporter as things ebb and flow i like it and if you're listening to this and you are feeling in the beginner's mindset just shoot us an email and tell us what's on your mind because we want to know what's going on in that brain of yours we sure do you ready to dive into today's episode let's do it As we talked about in our intro, Morgan and I are currently sitting in a co-working space in this room with very thin walls, recording this podcast from Costa Rica. We are in La Fortuna, which is a very jungly, beautiful, lush, volcanic area. We're literally looking out the glass windows of the co-working space into the jungle. We walked past an iguana earlier. to are living on two iguans one of them was way better than the other one. Though. Oh my gosh yes on our way to get to the little bar area to get some cappuccinos for our co-working day we did quite a bit of play the first few days that we were here and now it's time to do the admin part of the admincation yes so to give you a recap in case you are new to the pod morgan and i did our first admincation together in mexico city in june of this year which is 2022 and it was awesome we loved it we both felt inspired Morgan's done similar things before um and this was my first time joining her which was great we actually spent I feel like a little bit more time working when we were in Mexico City um and we've done a bit more play here in Costa Rica also if you hear rain in the background it is about to downpour perhaps so it's getting very dark So we're just going to keep it real. If you hear weird (laughs) shit, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, So yeah, do you want to tell the people about our adventure so far? Yeah, our adventure here in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. So we arrived to Costa Rica Friday evening. It was an adventure to get to the rental car place. We had to take a shuttle, shuttle, a forever. We got a rental car and we had a three-hour drive. Woo! through the mountains to La Fortuna. And so we didn't get to, uh, we're staying in a Selena, which is like a luxury hostel and they have a co-working space. We didn't get in until one o'clock in the morning, uh, but we got you know settled pretty quickly. It's so nice. I, I prefer to travel that way because I love waking up in a new place. It's great. The first day we were here, we uh, drove to a waterfall and played around at the base of the waterfall in the little pond. I don't know what would you call it at the base of a waterfall. Mm, a little lake, a little lake that fed into a river. Mm-hmm. And we made a new friend who actually happened to grow up like a few miles down the road from me, which love how the world works that way. Shout out to Edgar. We enjoyed our time with you. We did. You were you were a great travel companion. So we hung out with Edgar for most of the day, and then Hannah and I came back. Was that the night that we played Spoons? Mm -hmm. Was it really? Man, time is like a weird thing whenever you're in a hostel and everyone's like coming and going every few days. So Saturday night, we decided to go play a game of Spoons. You met someone, Celine. Celine, yes. Yes, so we met Celine, who is from Belgium, and the three of us were playing Spoons, but obviously Spoons the game meant for it's best played with more than three people and there were three people that had like walked into the restaurant bar area and you were all like really nervous to go ask them if they wanted to come play with us oh my god it feels like you're in kindergarten again when you're like trying to meet people and you're just like do you want to come play with me and like the fear of rejection (laughs) oh my god the fear of rejection is so strong and so yeah so went up to them and was like hey like because they were just hanging out at the bar talking and i was like hey if y'all aren't doing anything like do you want to come play spoons Uh, And they ended up coming to play Spoons with us. Shout out to Olivia, Lyndon, and Greg, our new friends. And we played Spoons. And we became like best friends with them. (laughs) Instant best friends. Instant besties. That was Sunday. That wasn't Saturday. Regardless, we played Spoons a few times. Okay. Which is a card game if you don't know. It is. Um, Then from there, it was Monday. Well, Sunday, we did the hot springs. Oh, can't forget the hot springs. That was really nice. We paid a good chunk of money to go to a resort and sit in the hot springs that are heated by the volcano that's in La Fortuna. We were super. It was great. Mm -hmm. And then Monday, I had to work. So we planned a hike with our new friends. And we were all super jazzed about it. And then I woke up Monday morning and checked my calendar and forgot that I had meetings on Monday. So wah, wah. I didn't get to go, but that's fine. It's part of the augmentation life. It happens. Totally happens. Um, usually Morgan and I try not to take meetings when we're out, but sometimes it just works that way. And we don't want to disrupt schedules. Yeah. Like, we have obligations and we're totally cool with that. And the meetings that we had this week were awesome, mm-hmm. but we were sad. Morgan didn't go. Hike was really sick. It was like one of the best hikes I've ever been on. It was crazy muddy and it was an obstacle course. I'm not even kidding you. Like we went up mud walls, like we were basically rock climbing but on mud, and it was insane. And it led to this lagoon where we all went swimming, and we were gone for like way too long. Morgan was going to try to make it and like hope to get back in time for the meeting. We didn't get back. Your meeting was at like eleven. Yeah. We didn't get back until like two thirty three. Yeah. It was treacherous. (laughs) Yep. And then Tuesday, we uh, hung out with our friends again and went ziplining. That was yesterday. Yeah, we, did. we did 12 different lines through the forest. It was amazing. It was dope. It was cool. And then, I mean, the rest of our time has really been spent um, hanging out. We played some pool last night, met some new friends, learned a new game, card game called Shithead. super fun fun. and then we've been eating at sodas which are like little local spots and it feels just like it was just like good homemade food honestly it felt like a costa rican mother just like served us with love a plate of like seven different types of food and then after our second time of going to the same soda they gave us they gave us a shot of something (laughs) it was like what is it was it rum and like spices. It was like basically peppers. yeah, it was basically like a like a spicy bloody Mary shot. Honestly Actually, it was fantastic. I thought it tasted so good. It was good. Not a bloody Mary fan though. Yeah. But you know, when a when a Costa Rican mom offers you a shot and she took one with us. You can't say no to that. Yes, you don't say no to that. Every time we go somewhere, we always get given a shot. Oh yeah, we were given. Uh, whenever we went to go pick up some art in Mexico City, we went to go. We went. We went to go pick it up, and a guy was like, "Oh, I have some like I don't know if it was homemade mezcal. I don't know, it was like a jug of mezcal, and he was taking one with us. And us being us, we literally cheers and like shot it. And he just like took one small sip of it, and we're like, "Oh, sorry about that. Lo <laughs> siento." <laughs> Yep, good times. And they just like looked at us wide eyed, and we're, they're like Americans, and we're like, oh, we're, like, oh that's s- what we're supposed to do. So, so that's where we're at. We're here. It's Wednesday. We've been working all day. It's been really great. We're currently watching the rain core outside of our co working space, which is fine. It's great. It's real life. So, administration combination of the words admin and vacation. And we started these because both of us were really craving just some dedicated time outside of seeing clients in order to uh, get things checked up or to-do lists that we just kept pushing back. Yes, and when we are in our environments, in the grind, in the meetings that we regularly have, it's really hard to get to that stuff. Yeah, I know for me specifically, there's just something about like, going outside of the U.S. that makes, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm unreachable if I'm outside of the U.S., which is like, hell all, not true because I'm literally on social media. My phone works the same, whatever. But there's just something about getting out of my like, day-to-day routine and being in a new space that is so inspiring. And honestly, just like exploring the new city inspires me, my creativity in ways that I would never be able to have in Houston. I feel the exact same way. There's something about being in a different physical location. Like I have to be fucking removed from Denver in order to take a step back and look at what I'm doing because my life is just so crazy and busy there, which I love. But if I don't take the time and step out, then that's when I really hit burnout. So yes, physically removed from the United States, which is, which is what works for us. There's obviously very different types of applications you can have. We recognize that. Not everyone can just like up and leave the U.S., but it's not that easy. But that's it's it's what's worked for us so far, and it's it's been a lot of like self reflection too, and and tied into our values, uh, specifically with adventure. Uh, I, I mean, I have adventure, creativity, and curiosity all tied and growth, like all tied together, and like nothing ignites all four of those values more than working from a new place. Yes, I exactly was going to say values are why we do this as well. I mean, we're entrepreneurs because we want to live a big life and take risks and be able to travel and you know not look back with regret. And this is really important for us to be able to do this. And because we are innovators and our minds are always going, it doesn't always make sense to do a vacation where we shut off from work when we're wanting to travel to the extent that we do. So That is where we came up with adventation. Yep. And so, I don't know, for me, I'm curious what you get most out of it. For me, it's very much just like if you listen to the Q3 check-in, Q4 recap, or sorry, Q3 recap, Q4 projection. There's been things on my to-do list for months now. And having an adventation where I know, like, whenever it pops up into my head and I get really anxious about not having done it, Getting to add it to so be like, oh, I can do that when I'm in Costa Rica. Oh, I can do that on the next augmentation, like, feels really good. And I just have like a running this section in my phone. But even outside of just getting things checked off that are like have been on my to do list for forever, I also love using this as a time to do reflections of what I want the next quarter, six months, year, three years to be and kind of like reevaluate what that like my what my life vision is. Mm-hmm. For me, my life is really overstimulating, which I love as someone with ADHD. But I know it's not great for my nervous system to stay in that place. And so when I can go to a different country where they have a different pace of life, my nervous system just completely calms. And then I actually have the brain space to think about big picture, visionary things that I I don't have that when I'm just in it. And maybe that I hope, that'll change as my businesses continue to become stronger and more sustainable. I hope to find that time more in my day-to-day life. Too. It's been, it's been so interesting that those like initial few days of being here before we jumped into work, having to try to sit still because the pace of life here is so much slower. Pace of life in a hostel is pretty fast because there's constantly people like coming in leaving inviting me to do things whatever but there were definitely moments where we were just like sitting and to see your discomfort I <laughs> I, I feel like I was like oh my god I can finally relax and is like twiddling her thumbs like oh what my do we god do next? oh my god I have a hard time sitting still it's a good challenge yes it is a good challenge and I've done a little bit of it like um my favorite thing is going over to the park at Grassy street where it's really beautiful and you can see the giant volcano I took my journal out there a couple of times and just, I got a little walk-in. So that kind of took away some of the the need for stimulation. And then I sat and I wrote for a bit and reflected on things. So that felt really good to slow down in that way. Versus like sometimes, you know, if y'all have been listening, I like to do a morning routine of journal for like 15 minutes, read a little bit. And sometimes that feels like a checklist a to do some at times, but I also, it's important to me to have routine with that. So to have the opportunity to do it here when I want to take a little break from the work feels different, It's more intuitive, more moving along with my nervous system. Yeah. So we are obviously a fan of week-ish long international augmentations. We'll get into some barriers that might prevent that, but as sinks, single income, no kids, we have the ability to kind of freely travel internationally almost for as long as we want, really. So I'm not quite there yet because I still have clients, which is fine. And I feel like, well, my dog, which is also fine. But I am trying to do kind of trial runs. Like these two weeks this year have been awesome. Of like, okay, I can do this for a week. Can I do this for a month? So I think I'd like to try that at some point next year to see how that feels. I think I still have some, some minds that I need to work on around it. Just um, stories around what does it mean if I'm not there, supporting my team, like directly in the same vicinity as them, uh, things like that. But in theory, I can keep making these tweaks and go do business coaching, consulting, um, running my group practice, all of that jazz from abroad. Yeah, and so that's what works for us. There's definitely different types of... I mean, there's not like a set rule of advocations. I've done an in a cabin in Colorado before, which was very awesome. How long were you there for? I was there for four days. Like a long weekend. A long weekend, exactly, Yep. Yeah. yeah, so I think long weekends are also really doable. I mean, heck, like, I think even just have a dedicated day, could be considered like an admin intention where it's like a day that you are intentionally not taking meetings, doing the best of your ability to not have distractions during the day, zoning things out, putting things on, do not disturb. No emails. Not checking your emails and dedicating a day to doing more admin style work. Mm-hmm. And when we say admin, we're not talking about the admin in your business, emails, blah, blah, blah. We're talking about next level. What's the wording that you used? High level. High level. Yeah. Is that what I used? Yeah. Yeah. High level parts of the business. Yeah. High level parts of the business where it's decision making, it's forecasting, planning, all that good stuff. I feel like I have dedicated days in between our international Hmm. Say more. Like there are times where I just get so overwhelmed with what's going on that I like take off a day on my calendar so no one can schedule with me that day and will usually I'll either like drive down to Galveston or drive out to visit my, drive out to our property about an hour and a half outside of the city and like use that kind of visionary time. It's like glorified visionary time because Mm. it's not just like a quick little 15 minute check in the morning. I love that. I love that, Glory. Another thing that's been a really nice combination, but I have done it both ways, is doing it solo versus doing it with someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I actually didn't call it an patient at the time, but whenever I was living in Italy for three months, I was by myself. And most of my days looked like going to coffee shops and working. Couldn't really balance that out with anything else. Couldn't really have any meetings at that time. So it was just the very beginning of my business. But... There's, there's such a different energy of like forcing to forcing you to do things by yourself versus having someone else to do things with. Absolutely. I did not take an admonition alone out of Colorado. My first admonition was, I think the winter of 2021. So that was before we went to Mexico city. Yes. That's when I went to the cabin and I by myself, brought my giant sticky notes and worked on some shit. And I was, I felt isolated and alone. The person I was dating at the time ended up coming to visit with me. Kind of the nice part of, you know, applications, you throw that fun bit in there. Um, but it did definitely feel different. that Because I stayed in the cabin mostly the whole time. Um, and then went in the hot tub. Because hot tub in the snow, amazing. But in Mexico City, like having you there, one, I would not have survived. I mean, I would have survived. but would have survived. It wouldn't have been as connecting and fun because I barely was remembering any Spanish from high school at that point. And so you were kind of the facilitator in that too. And you've been to Mexico City many, many times. And you were such a good like, navigator through the city, meeting up with people. You knew some people down there. We met an amazing group of humans. And it's just so much fun when you have another person to either bounce ideas off of, of what you want to do and kind of talk it out or the person having connections there it's tricky to do it with someone else i think especially with you and i well the first time we ever traveled together was to mexico city so i feel like that was a learning for in and of itself we realized that we and we got this right the first time we need our separate spaces yes morgan's suggestion it was brilliant which makes total sense because we both live by ourselves and have for a very long time so it makes sense that we need our own space mm-hmm. and that's just what works for us awesome and Probably the best thing is like, neither of us are clingy human beings. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm like, Hey, I'm going to go grab a coffee by myself. Or you're like, Hey, I'm going to go take a walk in the park by myself. Neither one of us take offense to it because yes. the, we're like, yeah, girl, like go do your thing. Uh, whereas like, I think it would be tricky if you're with someone that like, you're right. I love spend time with you, but someone who like always wanted to do every single thing with you all the time mm-hmm. and you couldn't have a long time. Mm-hmm. That would be really challenging for me. Honestly, I think admincation is really good for those people to practice, whether it's one day out of their home or a long weekend or in a new city to do that by themselves to break that. We've actually talked to a couple people here, they're not on admincation, but they're traveling by themselves and they're talking about how they felt so alone and they cried a lot at the beginning. And then now they're, you know, you kind of have to go through that phase of when you're used to being around people. And then you just snap, something shifts in you, like you grieved it and you're like, I'm okay. And like people who have that kind of anxious attachment, the fear of rejection that I think they need to do this. It's exposure therapy. Oh, I I mean, I totally went through that when I was in Italy and I, like I changed as a human after that trip, Mm -hmm. because it, it just reminds you that even if there are other people around, like you can still do things by yourself and you're going to be okay, Mm -hmm. which feels really nice. 100%. So what is your ideal organization of uh, to prepare for an out? Mm-hmm. What do you do to prep with us? <laughs> I'm laughing because Morgan and I are so different in this. So, um, I feel like I planned a little bit better for Mexico city. I was kind of grinding a bit before we came to Costa Rica. And so I had written out kind of my three big projects, Nourish Colorado values driven group and we our podcasts and my main goal of this trip is reflection and figuring out where I'm going. So there's not too many like nitty gritty things that I need to do, which was different. In Mexico City, I did a ton of nitty gritty. And honestly, I just didn't have the time to plan nitty gritty for this one. There's definitely things I need to do. But what was most important to me was we just had a big team meeting with Nourish Colorado where I had my team lay it on me, everything they fucking need that we're doing and their experience as clinicians working for me, which was such a vulnerable experience for all of us. And so I wanted to, it was perfect timing with doing that on the Wednesday before I left on the Friday. So I could kind of process and really mull over what was brought to my attention so we can make some shifts. And so I'm really doing a lot of reflective time and, Um, Was that intentional to do with the Wednesday worked out perfect. I was going to say, that was really great timing. It's like, what better place to like mull one thing through that than outside of Colorado? Mm -hmm. Yep. So that was really nice. And we're going to do some nitty gritty stuff with the podcast today, which we're excited about. But otherwise, it's a big reflective trip for me. And to interrupt my meetings, I'm actually a bit anxious for when we go back because I'm slammed with meetings the week after. And that's just part of life. Yeah. So how I prep is that I just have a note section in my phone. I probably started adding to this note section beginning, middle of September. So a month ago, and anytime I think of something where I'm like, Oh my God, I really need to do that. Or, Oh, that's, that, you know, that's really cool. That person inspired me to add something like this to my business. It just gets added to a note section in my phone. And so my first... Well, kind of on the plane ride, I was reviewing it with you just to kind of make a game fun, and then I've just been chipping away at stuff um, and checking things off that to do list. I, there's no way I'm going to get to all of it because we definitely had a little bit more play than I anticipated, which I'm mm-hmm. not mad about. So happy, yeah. And so I'm just gonna get done on that what I can, and there's a few things that are that are priority: creating an offboarding process is one of them, as well as getting some testimonials from past and revamping my portfolio page. When I was in Mexico City, I redid my whole website stuff for my portfolio page. And so I knew that I was going to be, ever in Mexico City, I knew that our next was going to be, that was going to be part of the project. And then, yeah, I mean, I, I canceled as many meetings as possible. I had a few, I had like two meetings that I couldn't cancel. And then and uh, the nutrition entrepreneurs DPG actually asked if I wanted to do a happy hour with them. And I intentionally chose this month because I knew I was going to be in Costa Rica. And I was like, how fun to talk about being an entrepreneur than like a work patient or an admin patient in Costa Rica. So that was super fun. Um, and it, it was a Wednesday and we usually report the bottom So I figured we would just keep that the same. And then the, the hardest part of all of this for me is the cost of it which like we haven't spent a lot of money here but i always forget that this is a business expense Woo-hoo for business expenses yes. Yeah. and we would argue that this is a very important business expense to have the space to work on your business so if you're kind of in the mindset of worrying about like oh my god what's the irs gonna say or can i do this the answer is fuck yes your business coaches here are telling you this is really important. So take advantage of it. Business expense, obviously, you need to make sure the business can support it, but important. It is very important. And I will say, I quit uh, quite places we stay and anything related to the time that we're working, business expense. Anything for fun, not related to business, such as when we went to the hot spring, we paid for zip lining, needs to be personal expense. But The good chunk of the expenses while you're traveling are covered. Absolutely. And also Morgan and I were very intentional or we like to be intentional about spending money. So we're not over here blowing like thousands and thousands of dollars on application. We both have credit cards where we can use credit card points when we have enough for flights. So my flight was free out here. We're staying in a hostel, which is a relatively inexpensive place to stay. And we're just very intentional with our time. So sometimes the only thing we buy is our our 10 cappuccinos of the day (laughs) and our food because we're working. I know whenever I talk to people about this idea, international travel or being selfish with your time related to travel is usually a barrier that comes up. Like people just aren't used to doing it. Mm -hmm. I definitely think that's part of the American culture. We've met so many people here who are like, oh yeah, I'm on two month holiday and they're from Europe and they're just like taking time off, which is just, it's not the way it happens and or not it's not the norm in the States. And so I think that that is already a mindset shift that has to happen, but there's a few other barriers that Hannah and I have either thought about. For example, like my biggest barrier when I moved in Mexico City was... How am I going to be able to take a week off? Like I literally only make money when I see clients. And if I have a week off of not seeing clients, how is that going to impact my monthly revenue? And we want to offer a little, little tidbits of things to think about and gently challenge if you're having some of the same thoughts, which PS, we've both had all of these thoughts. And so we're with you. But one of the things you have to account for is you're not just a workforce that works all the time and takes no time off. However you want to spend your time off is great, whether it's an actual vacation where you're not working or if you want to do admin And you can't work 52 weeks a year. So how do you put it in your schedule and account for taking that time, knowing maybe you need to make a little bit more spread out over the other X amount of weeks per year? Yeah. So the way that I've been able to, to challenge this is like, yeah, it sucks to not have... Income for a week and not taking the time off is actually going to be a bigger expense for me than a week without income. If I know that I'm going to be taking an admin which I'm just going to assume that I'm taking at least one a year, probably two a year, I know that if I can plan for that ahead of time, there is so much creativity that comes with being somewhere new. And I know that the creativity that comes with that, the systems I put in place. Because of that is going to support me in the long run. And that's going to support me way more. And so I can justify taking that week off without making any money. Yeah. Another way to look at it simply is you're getting compensated in a different way, right? You're having a new experience. You are being rewarded with creativity and space and time, which are just as important as money when it comes to business. Yeah. I also want to name the fact, and I, and I know I mentioned it earlier, but Hannah and I are literally two sinks. Like, we can, other than your your clients that you have to see because of licensure stuff and insurance stuff, we only have to worry about us. We don't have dependents other than Bennett, but Bennett's easy to take care of, and you have incredible friends who so will take care of him. And so, we definitely want to recognize that as a barrier, too. Um, we don't know what it's like to spend time away from family members. We don't know. What it's like to be apart from a significant other? Well, yes, we do, but <laughs> <everyone>. <laughs> we we don't know what it's like to be apart from. I think probably the biggest example is being apart from family members, being away from kids, having obligations, having obligations. We have a lot of flexibility, and so if you're able to swing an international application, by all means, we're here cheering you on. But we also know that sometimes that's just not very feasible. So what we're trying to say is we know that people have different life obligations and going international is global for everybody. And there's so much value in taking a vacation or taking a day and going somewhere or taking a long weekend, whatever works for you, in order to make education happen. One question I imagine people have when they're thinking about barriers, one of the biggest ones being money, is how much do we spend on vacation or how much can one expect to spend, especially on international travel? On a day trip or a long weekend, you can do that pretty inexpensively. And so I feel like international is obviously more expensive. What would you tell these folks that have that question? So I would say, depending on where you're going. So Mexico City and Costa Rica are both honestly more affordable to travel to than some places in the States one of the reasons one of the reasons why we chose to come here but like with mexico city i think flights from houston to mexico city were like 250 bucks round trip the place we stayed at was 74 a night for a two-bedroom apartment and we split that 50 50 and then i mean it really depends on you like you can go to the grocery store and get snacks and food to cook for yourself it's probably going to be a little cheaper I love to experience the cuisine of the places we go. And so we usually go and eat out, but I would say, I don't know, 30 to 40 bucks a day for food and activities. Yeah, I would say that's living pretty well. You could absolutely do it way cheaper and be really intentional. And that's what's cool about planning a vacation in advance. Like you can look for when the flights are cheaper. You can use credit card points. You can see what deals are out there. You can bring a business bestie to cut the costs. So Big picture, I would say you could probably do cheapest international ad vacation under $1,000 if you have a flight points. I would say this one probably cost us. Well, both of us got our flights through flight points. And then I think our hostel for the week, we paid like 600 ish each, mm-hmm. which was a little bit more expensive than we usually, or we paid in Mexico City for, for the days. But it's, it was really important to us, again, to have our own rooms, have a nice space. We have our own private bathrooms. You can definitely cut costs there. And then food and things in other countries are much more affordable than America. Like we had the greatest meals ever, $6. Yeah. Not like a a large plate of typical Costa Rican cuisine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I concur $30 to $40 a day. And that's for doing fun activities as well. So as you're dreaming about your patient and starting to plan it, We just want to leave y'all with a few questions that you can reflect on of things that you can add to your list to do on either your admin or your dedicated day, whatever it looks like for you. So question number one, what is something that you've been putting off week after week? Question two, is there a system that you can set up that is a more one and done type thing? Hannah and I are actually talking about this. She goes, no system's one and done. You always have to review it. And while that is true, I think that there are systems, especially on the marketing side of things. There are systems that you can set up that are okay if you just let them run by themselves. For example, building and publishing a website. Probably want to check that once a year. Creating email marketing nurture series. You could probably let that going. I think I have one that's been up for two years and I haven't touched it and it's getting the job done. It's working for me. Are there other passive marketing strategies, offboarding process, setting up financial systems like money delegation and setting up automatic transfers, all things that we've saved for admin patient time? Are there things that you really like doing that you want to dedicate more time to doing? And are there things that you hate doing that you want to think about either switching it up, hiring someone, bringing someone else on? Why are you doing what you're doing in your business? And are you making values-based decisions? So we're hoping this episode inspires you, excites you to plan your next admincation. If you are someone who wants to do this in a group setting, likes a guided situation for admincation, Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast is going to be doing some admincations with working time and play time coming next year. You heard it here first. And so... I, yep. Morgan just gave me big eyes. Cause I was like, should we commit to it? And we are committing to it potentially. Yeah. <laughs> we're committing to it. We'll make okay, it happen. Next year. We're going to do at least one application, even if it's just in the U S um, to be more accessible. So get ready. Thanks for listening to the weight inclusive innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe to the pod on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review, share with the business bestie, especially if you want them to come on an ad meditation. and check out our website at weightinclusiveinnovators.com. We'll see you next week. Adios. Hasta luego.